Florida's Fourth Estate with hosts Ginger Gadsden and Matt Austin, the show where we bring Florida into focus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Florida's Fourth Estate. It is another jam-packed episode, but this one, it's a little different. We're going to scare you. Are get you ready, ready, baby. Get scared. We're getting I'm our flashlights out. We're going to be... <laughs> Uh, my grandma used to tell a scary story where she would say that there was this witch who scratched oh the windows, and while she was telling it to the kids, she'd be, I can't do it on my mic, that but is she'd be, oh. <laughs> it would terrify you. I'm Matt Austin. Glad you're with us. We are talking about haunted Florida, and we are going to one of the most haunted places, not just in Florida, but the place that started ghost tours, Gigi. Yeah, I, I think uh, when we were talking to our guy who you're going to meet shortly here, you called it the goat of ghost tours, yes. which I really liked because, you know, when there's a city that is so old and steeped in history, there's some stuff rattling around in, <laughs> down those streets and in old buildings. And let me tell you, I'm not here for it. <laughs> let me tell you, Ginger soaks this ghost stuff up like uh, no one you've ever seen before. She totally believes it. I am an absolute skeptic, not for one second. What are you making that shocked face for? Because I don't even know what you mean by soaking it up. I just have had things happen. You haven't. So I this have This is Ginger while they're telling ghost stories. <laughs> I'm checking my phone. <laughs> so, so it's. Uh, you're rotten. You're all right. Rotten. I know. I know. Uh, but let's start off. We always start off every week with kind of the yep. big headlines that people are talking about. This first one. Oh, man, we have had a lot of video on the news of parents who are angry about school things. Politicians on both sides kind of lobbying back and forth. And the closer we get to election, the more they put that stuff out there. Well, Florida has some new rules on things like bathrooms and what teachers can say from kindergarten to third grade. And now the Florida Department of Education is trying to figure out how to police all this, how to enact it, what rules to have. Mm -hmm. So parents were weighing in on this and it got pretty heated. Here you go. Just rules. Okay. I submit that it is the GOP that wants Ms. to Padoma, rewrite we will have to escort you out of the rules. room. For heaven's sakes, we're talking about teachers who are breaking the law. Yes, they should lose their license, Commissioner. So obviously Ginger Gadsden and I are news anchors and we are not getting involved in opinions when it comes to this fiery debate. But we would be remiss if we didn't just say, hey, this is something that's going on right now and you're going to be hearing about it a lot, a lot. throughout the next, not just yeah. this school year, but I think this has become something that will be pervasive in politics and in yeah. these school board meetings, Ginger. And here, I'm not going to give an opinion, but I do want to say one thing, that I would like to see this kind of passion and people lining up the next time they talk about teacher pay. Because that's <laughs> this is what the teachers have to deal with. And I feel like if we start paying them what they deserve along the line of, you know, Hollywood stars and athletes, then then they can put up with all of that. So, you know, I just I just want to see that enthusiasm when we talk about teacher pay. I agree time. with you there. Absolutely. And if you ever I mean, for our job, we get to go into schools and we get to talk to kids about uh, our job. And let me tell you, I do a like a little spiel for maybe a couple hours in a few different classrooms in elementary yeah. schools and middle schools. Every time I end up thinking, my God, these people are saints. How much do they get? Paid? They deserve to get paid an absolute ton. 
isn't it exhausting it's exhausting and the they live it every single day so god bless them and we love them all and we hope that this all works out in in their favor and that they can actually do the jobs that they were hired to do which is teach teach the kids okay so moving right along another story that caught our eye this week is you know matt do you like poetry and romantic walks along the beach yes you You know i'm a big time romantic come on (laughs) Okay. All day I'm imagine, here for it. Imagine walking along one of our beautiful beaches, let's say the world's most famous beach, Daytona Beach, and you stub your toe on something and you look down. Oh, is that a seashell? No, it's 11 pounds of crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this picture does it justice of how much 11 pounds of cocaine really is. Thing is huge. You call it a cocaine surf. That was my CG. Yes, it is a coke. I bet you could get two little feet on this thing, and you could surf Listen, around. Uh, if you take all of that, you will be riding high. You'll be surfing on something. You'll that wake up in another play. dimension. That you will. Oh my god! Yeah, for sure. So the guy who found this said he was just walking along the beach and he sees this thing. You know, we see stuff all the time, and but we never think to pick it up or touch it unless it looks interesting. But you see something like that, and you're like, "What is that?" I would, I probably would just let it wash out to see. But I mean, it's worth one hundred fifty thousand dollars on the street, so that is a lot of money. The thing is, I'm wondering if someone's going to come and claim it if they put it in lost and found. It's like, can you describe your? Come cocaine? get your cocaine. Yeah, what? Uh, it was white. <laughs> so, so many people online are talking about the guy who found it. They're like, "Wow, he actually called police and instead of cashing in the money." Well, I don't know about you, but if eleven pounds of cocaine fell into my lap, I wouldn't really know where to sell it. You know. Thank you for saying that on the record here, um, because I would not. I mean, what do you go to Facebook Marketplace? I don't. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I have no idea. But thank goodness he did the right thing. It's not going to be on the street. It's just, you know, they have it as evidence or whatever. And I bet more of this stuff washes up because crazy stuff washes up all the time on Florida beaches. I laugh every time we do these stories about how politicians are talking about the drug trade going over the Mexico border. I don't laugh because that's not funny and it does happen. But in Florida, it feels like the drugs can get here in a little bit quicker way. Like when the pallets of it wash up on our beaches every other day, seems like maybe something we should focus on as well. Seems like you're cutting out the middleman right there. Just imagine if one 11 pound chunk fell off of this barge. Was it on a barge of cocaine? Was it a submarine of cocaine? Was it a Where's shipping the rest container? Of it? Right. Yes. Imagine how much is just funneling onto our shores. So. Okay, you're going to send people on like a scavenger hunt now. Do not go out to Daytona Beach looking for cocaine, y'all. Do not. <laughs> it is don't. not that kind of party. <laughs> yeah, people might think that about Florida if they're not from around here. Other Maybe. things washing up on the beach, Ginger. I would much rather. Bump my toe on cocaine, then bump my toe on this gentleman. Take a look. Oh, this was you're gonna uh, lose your toe. I think this was out in Melbourne, uh, mm-hmm. Central Florida Beach. There was an alligator who had strayed far from home and was out sunning mm-hmm. on the beach. Not just a tiny little lizard. If you're listening look to this, him. this gator's gotta be seven, eight feet. I would guess. I thought nine, but you know. What you do te- I know? You tend I- to exaggerate a little more than oh, I do. Wow. No, I don't. But anyway, he maybe, like nine, a nine maybe a nine footer. But uh, however long he is, I don't care. I don't want to meet this thing on the beach. I don't want to meet him on land. And you're what? You know, I did not know. 
they could survive in salt water. But apparently they can, for a few hours up to a few days, they can stay in salt water. The thing that is disturbing about this, Matt, is that, you know, you run into a shark in the water. If you just get out of the water, it's not going to become a land shark. This thing can, (laughs) this will run you down on the beach. It will. Yeah, shark won't get out and chase you. But I don't think gators are really chasing you out on the beach but that would be a shocking really scene. have do you have you forgotten some of the stories we've reported on of gators just kind of taking people's you remember how you said you were going to offer a gator your arm i stand <laughs> by those remarks if you're in the water neck high treading water and a gator's coming up to you you better give them your arm i hope you're never in that position ginger because if oh, you are i hope not either one of us is surviving and one of us is getting taken to the bottom. i'm just saying this thing gives me hope because you know i'm a big science fiction lover and there one movie that i love that's terrible it's called sharktopus so i want this gator to go out into the water i shh Shalligator. That's what I'm calling it. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually pretty good. I like that for a name. If you don't know this about Ginger, you wouldn't expect it about her, but she watches the worst movies and she loves it. What's there was one about a couch one time that murdered people. Um, Matt, it's called Killer Sofa, and um, it's not even a sofa. It was a recliner, but they. But they called it Killer Sofa because they thought it was a more clever name. It's probably easier to do those effects on a recliner than a whole sofa. I just, I give people a pass. Whatever. I love it. All right. Hopefully people will give you a pass. (laughs) All right. Speaking of passes, Matt, this is your time to start believing in the dark side. Because after the break, when we come back, first of all, I'm going to go take off my makeup. And we are going to get cozy and scary with some serious Florida ghost stories. Don't go away. Hey, and welcome back to Florida's haunted estate, everyone. (laughs) I can't. Matt Smash. I don't even know which. What what are you, Matt? Well, uh, some mix of Frankenstein, Shrek, and the Incredible Hulk is what I'm going for. Uh, Ginger actually hired a professor. If you're just listening to this, you're like, why are they all giggly? Well, Ginger wanted us to do a little creepy makeup for the show today, and she actually hired a professional makeup artist. It looks like her face is melting off. It's kind of making me a little nauseous. To be honest, I don't know you. what you're talking about. I'm actually just not wearing makeup. This is what I look <laughs> this like. This is what you look like uh, without when I makeup. Wake up in the morning. I woke <laughs> up like this. No, we're super excited because we told you that this edition of Florida's Fourth Estate was going to be terrifying. And we are not kidding. You are going, okay, don't blame us if you can't sleep tonight. Blame our guest. <laughs> I think you can blame all of us. And we've got Stephen Mitchell. He has been doing ghosty, creepy tours and things in uh, St. Augustine for many Oof. years now. And really, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the show. St. Augustine me. is like where ghost tours got their start. It's like the goat of ghost tours, correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's something that we recently looked into. And, and as we as we were looking back at the history of ghost tours and, and where ghost tours are in this country, we found out that we think the first ghost tours were started in St. Augustine. 
right there in that beautiful, creepy city uh, where, where uh, there's so much history and, and so much happens. People come looking for the ghosts, and, and they have been for, for much longer than we've had ghost tours. But the ghost stories just keep building and building, and so much keeps happening there. Uh, it's no wonder that hundreds of tours go out on any given night uh, all over the city. It's, it's really incredible. Yeah, it would make sense, too, that it would be a place that has a lot of spirit, so to speak, going around because of its deep and long history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Over 450 years of history of, of uh, and that's just the European history. You know, there's there's, of course, hundreds of years of Native American history before that. And so I think we should start in a place it's very haunted and creepy. Let's take you to the haunted oh, yeah. old jail in St. Mm. Augustine. Okay. Um, oh, if, boy. If you're just listening, we're kind of giving you some visuals of what this looks like. They have some creepy sort of dolls in this place. So, okay. Give me the story of the haunted jail. What are people seeing at night when, if they're there at, say, like one in the morning, Stephen? At one in the morning, uh, actually, at one in the morning, there is a paranormal investigation going on in there every night. Really? Uh, every night people are in there uh, from midnight until uh, two o'clock looking for the ghosts, uh, looking for, for evidence, looking for a sign of, of some sort of paranormal activity because in that building, uh, something happens at least once every 24 hours that, that nobody can explain. Uh, it is it is truly and certifiably uh, incredibly haunted, very active. Um, those big, heavy doors uh, have been known to swing on their own. Uh, doors that are that are heavier than than any of us uh, that require a lot of effort to to move. Uh, voices can be heard in the building. Uh, when when you're alone in the building and walking through the building, you suddenly realize that. You're never really alone in that building. And, and so much happened in there, so much uh, uh, suffering and, and, and punishment and torment. Uh, if those walls could talk, I'd, I'd, they'd scream. Oh, wow. Well, I think we got the headline to our web article. If those <laughs> walls could talk, they would scream. So give me like, I know a lot of times in ghost stories, they have, okay, this one particular ghost comes around and and I like the backstory of he was the one who ran the jail or he had some mysterious love. Give me have you gotten to know any of these ghosts or is there one that is extra creepy with a storyline behind him? Well, there's 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 an entity in there that that people tend to encounter. Uh, we just call it the crawler. Uh, because that's really okay. the best way to describe what it does. Uh, it's it's a dark figure ominous it almost resembles something human and then it moves across the floor across the wall up to the ceiling and it, it can disappear just as quickly as you see it uh, but when you see it you you're suddenly overwhelmed with with a chill that that's like nothing you've ever had before and then it's gone but the crawler does appear on a semi-regular basis. People have gotten pictures of it, uh, uh, and and when it when it looks almost human, uh, it tends to look like a, a masculine figure, uh, a bit like the sheriff in in some pictures. 
uh, Sheriff Joe Perry, the most notorious sheriff there, uh, the longest serving sheriff there. Uh, he was the first sheriff of that jail. Uh, he was an imposing figure. He was six foot six. He weighed well over 300 pounds. Uh, nobody's exactly sure how much, but, uh, uh, but, but his figure is, is seen around that property on a regular basis too. There he is right there. Uh, that is a life-size figure of him. Mm. Uh, people sit down next to him and, and have their picture taken with him. Uh, uh, great big guys look very tiny next to him. So but what he, I want to know is he is often seen there. Okay. So when you walk in, you know, there's some places where you walk in and it will make the hair stand up on the back of your neck, right? It's a hair raising experience. Can oh, yeah. you actually feel something when you walk into that building and what is it? Well, different people react different ways in that building. Um, if, if people are going to have an extreme reaction, they're going to faint. Uh, <laughs> people faint in that building. Um, but, but when I walk in there, my, my feeling is, is heaviness. Uh, like there's, there's, there's a, a, an extra bit of gravity in that building. And, and suddenly you, you, you are very much aware of it. Um, you could be walking through on a, a very warm day and all of a sudden you're hit with a cold spot that penetrates you, goes right through you. And then, it's gone. Uh, but, but the heaviness stays mm. regardless. I've heard yeah, the cold chills. Describe both of those things, but people who like really, and I'm going to say, I'm a skeptic. I'm about 99.8% sure ghosts don't exist. Okay. I'm just going to tell you that's what? where I am. But, but <laughs> you surprised by that, Gigi? Where, give me well. your percentage <laughs> on where you think. I'm 100% sure they do. Uh, what? <laughs> How are yes. you a hundred percent sure of that? Have you not had any sort of like encounter? There's something you can feel a presence sometimes, but you can't explain what it is. Sometimes you'll hear a something will call your name. Have you not had any of this happen to you? I, I can't. You've what? had something calling your name. What? I mean, not on a regular basis, but it's like what. What is that? But Stephen, okay, enough about my encounters. <laughs> no, I'm I curious about your encounters. I, no, but I, I understand, Stephen, you've actually had encounters in that jail, so much so that it, it, it hurt you, right? Or did you get hurt? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I've, I've experienced things in there, things that, that I can't explain. Uh, I've seen things in there that I can't explain, but I think what you're, what you're referring to is, is there was a time uh, when I actually got pushed backwards down the stairs. Um, I was going up that staircase. Uh, uh, I, I used to work in that building every day. Uh, mm -hmm. I was going up the staircase. It was, it was a late in the day. And all of a sudden I was stopped. And I could feel, I could feel that push right on my chest as it pushed me backwards right back down the stairs. Uh, I didn't get hurt. I didn't, I didn't fall entirely. Yeah. Uh, I did. I, I was able to catch myself, turn around and, and run the rest of the way. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I got pushed down the stairs. Uh, we're looking right now at maximum security, by the way, maximum security is a hot spot in that room right there, a very dark corner. That is solitary confinement. Uh, in there, 
people get experiences in there and around that door. Uh, one of my favorite stories, uh, a skeptic, uh, like you, Matt, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, somebody who used to work in that building. Uh, I emphasize used to. Uh, <laughs> uh, largely because of this exact moment. Uh, he was he was standing by the door. He was he was talking about the room, telling everybody where they were, uh, and and the significance of solitary confinement. When a guest was just taking pictures and suddenly shrieked. Everybody had to come and take a look at what was on her camera. And this, this guy, this tour guide, comes over, comes over, looks around, and reaching out of the darkness, reaching through that hole, is an arm reaching right for his shoulder. Well, and there's a everybody of booked it out of that building so quick. <laughs> so there's a picture of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Matt, I, I, think, yeah. I think you should come up here for a visit. I think we should. I think I think you should come up here and 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 go into the jail yourself and 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 see if maybe you don't change your mind. I would like him to spend the night in the jail. <laughs> I uh, believe it or you, not, you I've never spent a night in jail. I can tell you that, <laughs> and I don't ever plan on spending a night in jail. <laughs> but no, I mean, I would be interested. I, I just, I don't know. It just, I've never had any sort of experience that made me say. Oh yeah, that's, that's a ghost. Hmm. It just doesn't see, you know, how bad would it suck? Let me just say this. If you were here on earth, you lived in this jail, you had this terrible experience and then for eternity, you're stuck in that same jail. That would be pretty that, horrific. That, that, that would suck tremendously. Yes, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I'd be reaching at tourists too. <laughs> one of the things that uh, paranormal researchers uh, go in there looking for is evidence of energy. They don't necessarily know that it is of a specific person. Uh, they don't know for sure that, that anybody actually spends the rest of eternity roaming around in a jail. But the fact that it's there and it's able to interact with us and that it seems to be okay with interacting with us and making itself present, showing up in pictures, uh, being recorded vocally in recordings. Uh, that is pretty cool. Okay. I'm going to ask you to yeah. send us that. Do you have that picture? Do you have access to it? I, I don't have the picture. Uh, it was a tourist who took the picture. Tourist has the picture. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. I got you. All right. I was, I was going to say, we were going to put that listen, up. I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it. I, just, I need to see it. I, I just feel like they're tormented <laughs> souls that walk the earth. And then when they're gone, they're still tormented. I feel like they're still trying to communicate and do something. And, and I don't know if they're trying to live again and get a do over, but I just feel like we are a bun a ball of energy. We don't just go away. You know, I feel like some of us who are, you know, maybe not had the best lives on, on earth, come back some kind of way. And I think our punishment is that we just unhappily roam and probably try to <laughs> frighten other people. Not try to terrify but, tourists but just, for the rest of your days. <laughs> something. I, I don't know. I And this is not like when I thought about doing shows like this for all of October, it's really frightening to me because if you are a person who believes in that energy and if you've had encounters it's not anything you want and i've had friends who've had encounters and they say all you have to do is ask it to leave you alone does that work in the jail Stephen? 
Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a no. Well, you know, I mean, I, I can't I can't say that I've had 100% luck with that. <laughs> I got pushed backwards down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say, hey, no, no pushing me down the stairs. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe I wasn't specific enough. You know? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh my gosh. But it's, it's one of those things where people are just intrigued and you do have people who are like, oh, this is going to be fun. It's going to be a great time. And then they have one of these encounters and it changes them and it changes their perspective on things. I, I would imagine that you were not a skeptic to begin with, Stephen, or were you? I don't know. Well, I, I was. St. Augustine uh, has a reputation for being haunted everywhere. I mean, absolutely everywhere. One of my first encounters of something I couldn't explain uh, happened in the house where I was living. And uh, the, the landlord had, had a, a upright piano in the living room. And one day I, I'm walking through the house and, and I, I think I hear classical music playing. And, and I'm looking for a radio. I'm, I'm looking for a TV that's on. And I wander downstairs as the music's getting louder. And then I turn the corner and, yep, there's the upright piano and it's playing by itself. And I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of had to make a few decisions right then and there, you know, I had, uh, I had to, I had to interpret that somehow. My brain had to go, okay, I, I can't explain that right away. What am I going to let myself believe? Um, so if... <laughs> Is it yeah, a self-playing piano, Stephen? Does the piano play? No, it was not a self-playing <laughs> piano. Uh, not not that not that I know of. Uh, <laughs> not that the landlord knew of. Uh, but again, you know, what are you willing to let yourself believe? Mm. And that will help you interpret other instances when you thought you closed that door and yet there it is open. You know, was it a ghost or or did I just literally forget to close the door? This the curtains moved. You know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, paranormal researchers will spend all day trying to figure out why until somebody figures out that the air conditioning vent beneath them kicked on. You know, some sometimes it's explainable, sometimes it's not. But but looking for the answer uh, is is really you know is really an ongoing process for paranormal researchers yeah okay, okay. so right. do you have okay so we have the jail which you have had personal experiences what is the next biggest haunted place when it comes to St. augustine one of the most haunted places in america oh people love the lighthouse people love the lighthouse uh going through the lighthouse you can you can uh you can get all sorts of experiences. Uh, they're, they're, the families that used to live and work there, uh, and and they literally lived and worked in there. The the, the work was was intense, was grueling at times, uh, but but this is how they lived their life and and what they loved to live doing. Uh, they've they've left all sorts of energies there. Um, there's there's a lighthouse keeper that that used to be known for his cigars and when you walk through the lighthouse and you suddenly smell that cigar smoke mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, park across the street notorious uh uh for for a terrible accident that happened uh in the late 1800s when the lighthouse was being built the soon-to-be new lighthouse keeper moved here with his family 
uh, his three young daughters. Um, was it two young daughters and a, a neighbor? Anyway, three three girls used to ride in the rail cart that used to take supplies right up to the lighthouse every day. And they rode it like a roller coaster until it came to the break at the bottom. Uh, and one day that break failed and they flew right into the water. Uh, uh, the, those three girls are still believed to be playing around that park. And in fact, you can see the swing set just suddenly start swinging on its own. Um, you, you get these presences that are out there, uh, uh, photographs of, of, of children playing that, that weren't there when you were taking the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think, you know, um, definitely a hot spot. Every city in America, especially one that has a deep history, they all have some sort of entity or some sort of sighting of, of something that's famous in that area. And St. Augustine has so many of them, again, because it's it's such an old, old city and so many things have happened there. What is it that keeps you, Stephen? Because you've had terrifying experiences. You've seen people who have had terrifying experiences. You've seen and heard their stories. What keeps you coming back? Uh, it's home. You know, it's home. The, the energy here is also beautiful. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of really wonderful things to experience here. And, and yeah, you're right. I, I've moved away, uh, a few times, Ginger. Um, uh, I lived in Orlando for a while, loved it, but, but something always draws me back home. Uh, and, and it's, it's a beautiful place with kind, wonderful people, uh, fun, wacky history, some fun, wacky people. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and, and I always wind up coming back home. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. It's a very cool place. If you ever get a chance to visit St. Augustine, it's amazing. And, and there are little uh, jail tours and ghost tours that really, really make the place cool. And I find it interesting, Stephen, that that you do that. So tell us what you do for a living. You you spend you've spent a lot of time in these places. What is it? We haven't even really explained what you do. Tell us. Well, I, I, I do work with Historic Tours of America. Um, we, we have seven cities where we present historical uh, information through fun, entertaining means. Uh, one of our cities, St. Augustine, right here. Um, and, and for the longest time, I, I worked with them on the museums and, and on these old buildings. Uh, so going into them and getting to know the personality of the buildings and the personality of the artifacts and the stories and the lives that were lived there, uh, that's, that's fascinating to me. Yeah, that is, that is fascinating. And I just hope someone like Matt, who is a skeptic, um one day comes comes around to to i feel like he's inviting something to give him a little nudge or tap on the shoulder and say hey buddy just in case you were wondering i'm not i mean i wouldn't say i'm over here i wouldn't say it's an open invite i'm just saying uh, i'm not i'm just uh, not buying it my own experiences you know i get I, i just feel like a lot of i've seen maybe i watch too many of those paranormal shows you know, like a lot of those shows would be like, all right, we're going to take you inside this creepy old haunted place. And and then you go in there and they sort of like, oh, my gosh, I felt something. But it was nothing that you could actually see or hear or, you know, I just. That's what spirits are, Matt. I think. Here's what I think. Okay. 
<laughs> I think sometimes you want to believe something and you sort of can manif you know, you can make that happen, Ginger. Mm. Am I okay. need it? Mm. No? Mm. You know, alone. they're not all scary though. They're not all like Ginger's face right now. Uh, <laughs> That's really scary. David. There's, well, right now, right now, you're 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 otherwise lovely, Ginger. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but but in the jail there there's there's an entity that that people actually like interacting with called the Whistler. Um, the Whistler uh, is named the Whistler. Nobody's ever seen him uh, or her, for all we know. Who knows? Uh, but but it'll whistle back a tune. If you if you whistle a tune, uh, it's known for whistling that tune back. Uh, we used to have a professional whistler that worked in the jail, and uh, he would whistle Dixie. And one day he heard it whistled right back to him. Um, that's how we found out about it. See, that's the kind of thing when you can't explain something like that. I I just feel like that's something. There's an energy. That's there's a, a that's presence a child. there. It's yeah. like, <laughs> you know, families go in there and they, they know that story and the, and the kids will try to whistle and see if it'll whistle back. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's, I think it's a, I, I think the ghost tours, I will say this. It's a good way to experience history. Like I, I've done the ghost tours and uh, mm -hmm. we did some in uh, Charleston. Out uh, by my, uh, my where my sweet ginger's from, and and it is a blast, and it does kind of take your imagination away, and it's a very fascinating way to teach you about the history and to keep the kids excited about the history. So, if anything, I think there is a positive in this, Stephen, where it gets the kids reeled in, and many adults as well. Oh yeah, yeah. These are real stories. This is real history. Uh, you know, whether you believe in the ghost bit or not, it's it's still an entertaining and engaging way through which we can tell these stories and, and learn a little bit about what life was before us. Yeah, and people remember them too when they're told in a certain way. You're not going to forget, you know, the story of the whistler <laughs> or, or any encounters that you've had. Or the crawler, the crawler. Oh my is the gosh, one that's the, the creepiest so yeah. far. I yeah, think, yeah. Stephen. So, okay, before we let you go, what is the creepiest ghost story you have ever heard happening in St. Augustine? I would imagine you've heard them all by now. Which one's the one that keeps you up at night? Ooh, the the scariest, the the creepiest. Uh, I'd have to say that the energies around the Castillo worry me at times. Those energies will keep me awake at night, uh, especially if I've been out for a late night walk and felt it myself. Um, there is one wall over on the water side of the Castillo that uh, it's got it's got lots of little dents in it. You know, that stone fort was built to withstand cannonballs. You can see the places where the cannonballs would, would actually hit the Castillo wall and sink right into it because it's porous. But one wall has just all of these little itty bitty dents all over the place. You get up close to it, you put your fingers in it, you feel it, and then you're told that was the execution wall. Oh. That was where they lined people up for for execution by uh, line of gunmen. And mm. all of these little, little dents are, are where the bullets had hit the wall after they had passed through 
whoever they were they were firing at. Uh, so so walking around through there, uh, people experience all sorts of things, but it is always always heavy. Uh, sometimes you can you can just get a sense for for what people experienced there in those final moments while they're waiting for somebody to shout fire. Uh, and 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 that that part right there that is worrisome yeah i was gonna say you use the word worrisome like when you're walking around what do you you feel the heaviness again like you would feel in the jail or are you hearing something what is it well uh i i took i took a friend for a late night walk once uh first visit to saint augustine uh wanted to see it uh hear the history learn learn about it and i said you come with me for a late night walk. It's it's beautiful at night. We'll walk the seawall. Uh, we'll look out on the water. We'll we'll get that sense of peace and serenity. Uh, walking by that wall, all of a sudden, she started feeling panic. All of a sudden, she started having a, a, a serious uh, uh, emotional event right there. And then she just fell to her knees on the ground and 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 couldn't continue on anymore. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on, Stephen. I've got to go. I, I, I can't, I, I, we, we've got to leave. And, and it was, it was that experience. It was that moment right there. You know, she was, she was feeling the leftover energy, the residual energy that's still lingering there. Wow. Stephen Mitchell. I feel it now. Fun to have on a podcast. <laughs> no fun to take a late night walk. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, if you, Noted. if somebody wants to have a ghost tour with your company, how do they get in touch with you guys? Uh, ghostsandgravestones.com. Uh, it, it's, it's a writing tour. Uh, you get to ride around through the city, hear the stories. Uh, uh, you get to go and visit two haunted locations. Uh, it's, it's a absolute blast. Oh, it sounds like it. And Matt's got to make his way up there. I'm going to make him go and, you know. You got to go with me, scaredy cat. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'll go if you go. All right. Okay, well, Don't want a ghost to melt deal. your face off or something <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Stephen Mitchell, thank you so much for joining us for Florida's oh, Fourth Estate. All October, thank you. we are haunting your podcast. So join us <laughs> with the Florida haunts all month long. We'll see you next week with another one. Bye. Boo. <laughs>